0: A few weeks ago, I went to see the Lion King, and I was so grateful to Pastor Zahn for Perspective on Height, because I was um, sitting, what my mother would call, up in the gods, (laughs) which was like three rows from the back. And... um, it was, you know, like really little narrow um rows in between. And one of my grandsons was sitting next to me and he said, This is really high, isn't it? And I said, Yes, imagine if there was an earthquake. <laughs> to which he replied, Be quiet. <laughs> yeah, so um, so that's that's awesome. So I just felt, Zahn, get used to heights, because God's gonna take you higher. So yeah, just get used to that. And and Gail. I felt the Lord had Isaiah 61 for you where it says he's going to give you beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning, and he's making you into a tree of righteousness that is going to restore many generations. So generations from your past, you're the restorer of the breach, and you've got two beautiful daughters that you've done an amazing job with. So yeah, God says, get ready. He's going to use you to build up and to plant. I can't see that clock. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I'm, I'm reading from um, Romans 14, 17 to 19. Not the whole chapter, you'll be pleased to know. And... Um, when I got this, I kept saying, no, everyone's doing the Gospels. I-, I can't do that. I need to do something from the Gospels. So I was looking through all these things in the Gospels, and this verse kept coming back into my head. I was like, no, I have to do something from the Gospels. And finally the Lord said, will you listen to me? And um, so, yeah, I'm listening and drinking. So Romans 14, 17 to 19 says this. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Therefore, let us pursue the things that make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. I'd like to welcome my family from Australia. I couldn't see them. They're over there from the sunny coast. Finally got here after um, lots of um, yeah delays <laughs> so um, p- what paul was I want to talk about paul 's perspective that there were disagreements in this Roman church over food and drink and holy days, and um, you know when it says the kingdom of God is not food and drink relax you 're still going to have sunday <laughs> Sunday lunches and the awesome she um, beautiful cakes and whatever they have desserts and and things like that so it was that some of these people were regarding um, some days as holy and others were saying no that's not right and some were saying you can eat meat and others were saying no you can only eat vegetables and um, I was reading a commentary that said of course this isn't this doesn't apply to our day and I thought yeah, <laughs> roll back a bit because <laughs> it, it does now, doesn't it? But there's um... so Paul is more concerned about how we deal with differences rather than the fact that we have differing points of view. The Lord does not require us to agree on every issue, but He does call us to love one another. So, you know, you, you're going to meet people um, all through your life that will have a different perspective a different viewpoint to you, and, and that that's fine. It's not wrong to have a different viewpoint. It's not a moral issue that they're actually sinning. It's just that they don't agree with you. And um, so the guidance that Paul gave to the early Roman church is equally applicable to the church of today as it was then. Um, we have issues over COVID, um, people who are pro-vaccination, people that are anti-vaccination, And um, I've been in some very heated discussions with very mature Christians who, um, yeah, have um, acted quite differently, actually. (laughs) So Paul instructs us to welcome these with whom we have differences, not to hold others in contempt or judge them through our beliefs or filters, but to realize and affirm our unity in Christ. When I was growing up um, as a young Christian, church was a lot about what you couldn't do. And uh, some of you around my age will know that that's true. Like um, wearing makeup was um, considered to be not Christian. Having your ears pierced was not Christian. Going to dances wasn't Christian. And um, when I was a missionary in Brazil, we met some Assembly of God Christians there who, for them, if you had short sleeves, you weren't a Christian. You had to have a long dress. And wearing togs to go swimming, absolutely no. And, um, of course, all of us Kiwis were doing all of those things. So um, we've all come from different backgrounds. We have different perspectives on, on life. And, um, and, and we filter it through those things that, like family from a different country, from a different church background. You'll all have different filters on how you see things or do things, and you can react out of that to someone who doesn't see the same way as you. And as Bruce said, we have to learn to love one another and to realize that those differences actually shouldn't separate us, but but we're rather united in Christ. To acknowledge that each one of us is accountable to God and to trust God to do his work well, just as he's done it in you, to trust him to do his work in other people. Paul was ultimately saying that these were not moral issues, but rather personal preferences. Can you believe that when my boys were teenagers, I wouldn't let them watch Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. <laughs> And that was a religious reason because it was demonic. And um, even now when my boys get together, they crack up laughing and go, "Mum wouldn't let us watch Ghostbusters. (laughs) And since I've watched it as an adult, it's like, why? It wasn't that bad. But um, I actually went also to a Christian ministry that was doing inner healing. And one of the things they wanted me to do was to confess a sin that I'd watched Star Wars. And I said... No. <laughs> I was being really quite rebellious. I said, I don't feel any guilt about watching Star Wars. but um, And so that was the sort of thing that was going around. But, you know, what are your issues that you stand strong on and, and won't give in on? And, and, you know, I'm going to stand my ground on this. Um, I was um, reading a thing on Facebook where it had... um, it was talking about this kid in kids church, and they asked the question, who killed Goliath? And they put dash dash V-I-D, and this little boy puts his hand and goes, COVID. (laughs) (laughs) So so the kids of today, you know, they're growing up, and you know, there's a lot of um, fear and stuff going on in the world, isn't there, as we're looking and seeing what's going on with people dying, and people stuck that can't get home, and and just um, things that you can't find in the supermarket anymore because they're held up on the wharf. Um, So it says we are not to be caught up in disagreements or fixated on issues that divide us because the kingdom of God is not about food and drink, but it's about righteousness, it's about peace, and it's about joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness in this term is... um, Don said righteousness was generosity, but here in this it means unequitable deed, dealing fairly and equally with everyone, fair, just, impartial, unbiased. And as many of you know, when you get into an argument, you want your point of view to get across and you can stand your ground, but that's not what God is calling us to do. Righteousness is the quality of being right in the eyes of God including character, which is nature, conscience, which is attitude, conduct, which is action, and command, which is word. And you know what? The great thing is that Christ is our righteousness. It's not something we earn. It's not something we lose if we do something wrong. It's just that unless the Holy Spirit is pointing his finger at something in your life and saying, I want you to deal with that, then... Don't let anyone judge you. Don't let anyone put you down. Don't let anyone make you feel less than. But um, if the Lord is speaking to you by his spirit from years of experience, deal with it because guess what? He wins. (laughs) He does. He wins. And, you know, those things that you try to push down and push down and push down, the Lord wins in the end. So we have to walk in the Holy Spirit cleansing stream. And listen to his voice when he wants to bring correction or speak a word of direction. Do this. I want you to do this. A friend of mine um, wrote something on Facebook, and I thought, I can relate to that. And she'd been answering a text that someone had sent her. She didn't say what the text was about, but it was obviously a long text. So she said, I formulated this long answer. And she said, you know that moment when the Holy Ghost speaks... And she said, "Then I deleted the whole lot and just put okay." (laughs) And I thought, you know, I've been hearing a lot lately where the Lord has been saying, "Don't say that. Delete that text. Don't, don't send that." And it's something that you just—the more you hear the Holy Spirit, the the more you learn to do that. And I'm like Bruce. I'm not there. I'm not perfect. Ask my family. (laughs) I get things wrong. I say things wrong. You know, but a Cleansing Stream had a good illustration. It was a to- tube of toothpaste. And um, it, they got you to squeeze out the toothpaste and say, now they would get someone to come up and say, now put that toothpaste back into the tube. And um, I know some smart aleck here would go, I'll cut the bottom off and stick it back that way. No, without cutting the bottom off, put the toothpaste back in the tube. And you can't. And it's like that with your words. Once you've spoken them, you can't put them back. So think before you speak. As someone I know very well said, engage your brain before putting your mouth into gear. It's a good thing to remember. Matthew six, thirty-three from the New King James says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. What were all those things? They were provision for every need. It was not to worry about what you would wear or what you would put on because God had clothed the lilies of the field so amazingly and he will clothe you and he will provide for you. And um, Pastor Don said last week that David said, in all my, once I was old, once I was young, now I'm old, but in all my years, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. And I can say that. In all my years, I have never been without my needs being met. And God is amazing how he does it. Peace. The Passion Translation, John sixteen thirty three. Everything I have taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me, For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrow. But you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. John 14, 27, the Passion Translation. I leave the gift of peace with you, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. And if you're here from South Africa this morning, you you might be thinking, how can I be peaceful when I see what's going on in my country? How can I be peaceful when I have bills to meet and I don't have enough money? And I'll get to that in a minute because it's not a peace that is natural. Joy, John 15, 10 and 11, the New King James Version. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Romans 15:13, the Passion Translation, I love this verse. Now may God, the fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit surround your life with his super abundance until you radiate with hope. Isn't that awesome? Uncontainable joy. This is not a natural peace and joy, but as it says, it is in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Where is the Holy Ghost if you're a Christian? He's in you. And so this is not a peace and a righteousness and a joy that is external or dependent on external things. It is a peace and a joy that comes from the Holy Ghost within you. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ is my righteousness. Christ is my peace. Christ is my joy. And it's remembering to stay in that place, stayed on him. And I don't always get it right either. (laughs) You know, I'm not standing here saying, get it right, because I don't always, but it's bringing yourself back. That word for the Holy Ghost is pneuma, which means wind, breath, life. It also means inspire, (laughs) which is great. Romans 14, 19, in the New King James Version says this, therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by by which one may edify another. That word edify means to build up. So let us pursue, let us chase after those things that will build one another up. To edify means to build up promotion and promotion of spiritual growth. Um, I recently sent an email to somebody about a a situation and um, at the end I just felt to put these words. Thank you very much for what you do. It is greatly appreciated. I have never met this person, but when they replied to the email, they said, "Thank you for your kind words. It meant so much." And we don't know what a simple little word. Shelley once sent me a message on Messenger that had an encouraging verse and enc- an encouraging words. And you know, we call not to look at our our things that divide us, not to look at those things whether we eat meat or only vegetables, whether we. Um, think this one day is more special than that day, but it's more about that we build one another up. And I really felt, um, uh, no, just share this about a, cleanser, a presenter from Cleansing Stream that was, um, I'm not sure whether it was Speak Words of Life, John, the guy that had the camp with all the guys at night or a retreat. And um, he was um, saying to the Lord, how can I end this retreat? What do you want me to do? And he said, what I'd like you to do is write down the name of every man at that retreat, and I want you to have a word for every single one of them. I think there were about 70-plus men. And so he got up that next day, and he said, Joe, God wants to. God sees this in you. And he began to say a few things about what God saw in Joe. And then so-and-so, this is what God sees in you. And he said, by the end of that um, time with these guys, they were all on their feet cheering and going, yay, yay, come on, so-and-so. And he said the whole atmosphere changed because he was edifying and building up those people. I really felt um, uh, the Lord saying that um, as we do that this week, I felt the Lord wants to call us to, to spend this week in building each other up in preparation for shame coming to find opportunities where you can encourage somebody, where you can speak a word of life. Ask the Lord to give you names of people that you can send an encouraging message to or someone that you can pray for or just someone you can go and put an arm around their shoulder and and just um, be that friend like um, Bruce was saying. And I really believe that God is going to do some amazing breakthrough things this morning. Um, if you're here this morning and you don't know the Lord or you think that's a kingdom that I would love to be a part of, a kingdom where I'm not judged for thinking differently, a kingdom where it is love, joy, peace, righteousness in the Holy Ghost, where people understand that I'm a frail human being and I make mistakes, that is a kingdom that I would be, like to be a part of. Maybe online you are um, thinking, I'd love to be a part of that kingdom. If you're here this morning and you don't know the Lord, just slip up your hand and and we'll pray for you or we'll pray a prayer together. Is there anyone here that that has never given their life to the Lord and doesn't know that heart peace that comes from being in in the Lord and in God? Let's just pray this prayer anyway. Just um, Father in Jesus' name, we thank you for Jesus. Thank you for his sacrifice on the cross. Thank you that he died for me. I confess my sins to you, ask you for your forgiveness. And I just invite you to come into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.